because so many of the times that you guys put out a message, it's reigniting something that was already there, but it was dormant. And I maybe forgot how to do it. It's watering time, everybody. It's time for Apollo's Watered, a podcast to saturate your faith with the things of God so that you might saturate your world with the good news of Jesus Christ. My name is Travis Michael Fleming, and I am your host. And today on our show, we're having another one of our Deep Conversations. Why your faith water your world? It's more than a slogan here at Apollo's Watered. We do want to help you live a well-watered life that overflows onto others. And we've heard the stories. Stories of people, even churches, whose faith has gone dry. They were thirsty needing to be watered. Over the next month, we're going to be hearing stories of well-watered lives. We want to encourage you with that. And today we're going to be hearing from one of those people. It's a story of my friend, Corey. God used Apollos water to water her faith. In the middle of the watering, God was working and actually used Corey to then water her world. I want you to hear where she was spiritually, because that might be You, you can identify with her. You are in desperate need of watering. If that's the case, then I want you to take heart. Here's some encouragement and hope. Because this story is about real change. Transformation as faith is being watered. And that enables us then to water our worlds. Happy listening. We wanted to welcome Corey to the show. Corey is a dear friend of ours, and she's an avid listener to Apollos Watered. And Corey, I wanted you to share a bit of your story and then introduce the guest that you have with you. And we'll hear from her in just a little bit. But let's hear your story first. To start my story, I guess... I would take it back to where I was last summer, not this past summer of 22, but in 2021, my faith was, I would say I was weary. I think probably most people were weary from the pandemic and two years of, of really being isolated and lots of division in our country. But I would say that my faith was weary from before then. It's interesting that today is October 28th. This is the anniversary of my brother passing away. He died in 2014. That was a huge loss for me. And it still is a huge loss. But I think that that particular loss impacted my faith because I, one, didn't see my brother come to Christ after much, much prayer. And I didn't get to see my family surrounding me at that time, very interested in my faith. That was so much of a comfort to me and so important to me to be able to process through that. And so it was just a hard time. I don't know. I, I just felt like nobody wanted to hear about my faith and I didn't 
see my faith making a difference in anybody else's life as I shared it. And I felt like people just had another answer for the culture that surrounded us that they translated everything that was important to me about Christianity into their own language and into their own culture. And it somehow felt like it just erased everything distinctive about my faith. That's not true, but I felt very, very lonely. And I longed to see somebody excited about the gospel. I longed to see the gospel change somebody's life again, the way that I had been changed by Jesus when he came into my life years ago. And so I started praying that the Lord would bring somebody into my life to show me how the gospel changes lives. And I prayed uh, that God would open up the doors of the gospel for me. And Wayne and I were both praying that in our small group. And we started praying for the doors of the gospel to be opened. And right around that same time as when I started listening to Apollos Watered, which not only gave me the tools to begin the relationships that would lead to the doors of the gospel being opened, but it also gave me encouragement because it spoke culturally to the distinctives about my faith. And I started getting excited again, because I remembered the truth of who I was. So tell us about this, that you were, you were sitting in your home and an episode came on and then talk about how, what happened when you were sitting there and what episode it was. (laughs) Well, I was actually sitting at this desk and uh, well, earlier in the day, I was, I was listening to the episode. It might've been the first episode that I listened to. No, I listened to a few others because I know I listened to Oz Guinness and I had listened to a few episodes, but this was one of the first ones that I had listened to. And I was listening to Audrey Frank and she was such a great storyteller. And she was talking about honor and shame. And she was talking about really reaching out to Muslims and, and people in an Islamic culture. And as I, and that the key of all of that was hospitality. And so I really heard a message about honor and shame and how key that is to understanding people coming from an Islamic background and then hospitality being the key. And so I was sitting at this desk And we had the house across the street for sale. And I looked out, it had just gone back on the market. We had sold to somebody else and it it came back on the market. And next thing I know, um, there were 10 different people going through the house that day. And this one family was out there and it looked like, well, I could tell that they were Middle Eastern. And there were a lot of people out there. It was a big family all going through the house. And in my spirit, I heard which I don't, I, (laughs) Melissa knows this. I don't usually hear the Lord speaking to me, but I did hear in my spirit, those are your new neighbors. And so I looked out there and I kind of got excited and it turns out that they did buy the house. And so the first time that they moved in from the very minute that I met them, I knew that this message that I had just heard about reaching out to people. I I thought that their family was Muslim just because they were Middle Eastern and that was a wrong assumption. But I, I thought that 
you were Muslim family. And I thought, okay, this is my chance. I'm going to, I'm going to apply what I'm learning. And I'm so excited because God has brought this right across the street and I'm going to get to build some friendships. And so I walked over there the day that they moved in with a basket of apples and, you know, it was a rainy day and they couldn't quite move in. They didn't have the keys. And so I said, come inside our house. And they didn't want to do that. But we had that opportunity to just start building a relationship. And that's where it started. So you you befriend this family that moved across the street from you. And you met this beautiful lady that's sitting right next to you. Introduce her to us. And then we'd like to hear a little bit of her story. Yes. So she was feeling... She was not in a great place. <laughs> and so I met her out in the front street the at the first time and we started talking and she needed some help with filling out the visa application for her husband or her fiance to come here. He had been waiting for years. They've been together 12 years and they were apart for nine of those years waiting for him to get a visa to come here from from Syria, he went to Turkey, he went to Germany, and then here to the US was the final leg for them to be able to get back together. And it was just really scary to me because it was a des- kind of a desperate situation for her to be, she needed this to work because there was a time limit on him being able to come to this country. And it was, it felt like the doors were closing. And if he didn't get here soon, we just felt like he wasn't going to be able to get here. And so she asked me to help with this visa application and she was sitting at my kitchen table. I said, I'm happy to help. But she was asking me things that I didn't know how to do. So I stopped and I said, would it be all right if I prayed because you're asking me to do things that I don't know how to do, but I know that God knows how to do them and he wants to help you and he loves you. So could I pray? And she said, yes. And that just opened up the whole opportunity for us to talk about spiritual things. And that was the turning point in our relationship. Yeah. Uh, Here, when I sit with her in the table for first time, I came from a state that you can't trust anybody, actually. So it was totally new thing. There is a people held me here. And when I sit with her in the kitchen table and she said, let's pray, hear my heart. Uh, it's just a lot of doors open in my heart. Like it's, it's something it feel me. Um, I felt really different at this moment and I'm not a Christian at that time. I grew up with Baptist family, which is totally different from the Christianity and uh, the whole entire life in Seattle for like 12 years there, nine years. I didn't practice any religions. I didn't take any religions as a serious religion, even my religion. So it's just some miracle happened. Make me drove to here to to see where is where is my bright way, my my light way. So when I sit with Corey for first day and she starts crying and I start crying. I don't know. It's just something hold my heart and hug it. 
at that moment. And then it just make me feel she is really close a friend from the first moment I sit with her in the table. So I start talking to her like, my life is destroyed. I need help. I don't know what to do. And she start praying for that. After I left from Corey house and I sit in my small room in my parents' home and I start saying, talk to the Lord for first time, talk to the Jesus for first time ever. I don't know how comes that, but it's a, such a miracle thing happened at that, that moment, made me close my eyes on my bed and pray for for my all hard time. And then from that time when I said, here is myself to you, Jesus, here is my soul to you, Jesus, and you can take care of the rest. I This is me and everything, my body, my soul, my spiritual, everything to you, you can take care of me. That was the first time I pray as a Christian, first time ever. I never, I never know how to pray. I'm a person who is not taking, I used to be not taking the religion as a serious thing. And then from that moment, everything been changed with me and all the miracles happen and make me be strong and strong with God relationship until today, actually. Mm-hmm. Until today, I'm so thankful and so grateful I'm here and I met Corey and I start my new faith with her. When you start this new faith, how did your family respond? I mean, you had a fiance who was of a different religion. How did he respond when he heard that your faith had changed? Well, uh, first, first, before he come to here, he knows that I'm going to the church. He never asked me any questions. And then by little by little, I start showing him videos and I start telling him what's going on with me. And this is this is not something normal when everything changed in short time and all the problem got uh, solved in in really short time. This is not normal. This is a, such a miracle, and you can see it. Why should I not be testify for this miracle? Mm-hmm. It comes from Jesus. It comes from Christian. Why should I hide this thing and not share it with him? So first time I share it with him, he had not not he have no problem because. He knows me as a Baptist, so uh, he is a person not really like to enter himself in a religious things like, oh, do not become a Christian. The, I remember he told me a word. He says, if you see this is the right thing to you, go do it and I will support you. And he, 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 until today, he is supporting me. And he also starts sharing with me stuff in Christianity. And a few days ago, I think he found himself. That what, what I, uh, I understand of his explaining how rough life he had until he left his country. Mm. Yeah. One, I just, I, I love being around him. He has such a gentle spirit yes. to him. And he, that's part of the story of Apollos Water touching 
our lives because hospitality is something that that is a key value of of the Lord's. I think it's just something that Jesus teaches and that to be a Christian is to be hospitable and to share and to reach out and to be open to new people and to welcome people because, well, isn't that the thing? I mean, the gospel is an invitation that all are invited, all are welcomed. There, we're invited to the wedding banquet of of the King of of Jesus. Uh, we're invited to come be His bride, and God loves a wedding, yeah. and and He invites us all to come. And He stands at the door and knocks, and and He's inviting us to relationship. So, okay, so this is back to what we talked about a little bit before we started this recording. Is that there's a seed in my heart, and Apollos watered watered it. So the seed. I, I know about hospitality. I know that that's important. It's, it's actually a spiritual gift of mine. But it wasn't in act, activated. It, it wasn't activated. It was dormant. It was like winter. I didn't know how to get going again. And so listening to Audrey Frank talking about hospitality just lit the fire under me to go and and to make a friend and to open the door. And so that resulted in, in getting to host a whole wedding. <laughs> like we threw the whole wedding and it wasn't just us. It was the whole body of Christ yeah. came around and people decorated and brought food and, yeah. you know, brought music and photography and cakes and just every single beautiful thing that you would ever hope for in a wedding was provided. Yeah. We actually, we didn't plan for all of this. It's just a plan by itself. Yeah. It was all the Lord. It was like yeah. the wedding of Cana at Cana and, and God opened up and he took away. It was all about honor and nothing about shame. Yes. There was exactly. no shame. It was the most beautiful wedding. And uh, he honored all of the guests. And it was just, it was all about honor. And, and that's something again, that, the Lord plants the seed in our heart, but Apollos watered it. <laughs> you guys watered it. And that's what I'm so thankful for in terms of the ministry that you have. Because so many of the times that you guys put out a message, it's reigniting something that was already there, but it was dormant. And I maybe forgot how to do it. And so there's just been so much blessing and so much fruit and a friendship that's become even more than that. It's just become family. Yes. And, um, you know, and it's not just one way. Yes, the Lord has used us to bless her, but she has poured into me so much and into us. And and as she is growing in the Lord, she's now energizing my faith again. And we're going into the Bible together. We're watching sermons together. Mm. We're reading scripture. We're just excited about the Lord. And so we're encouraging each other. What an incredible story. It really is. It's incredible. And it's not even done yet. You know, I want to tell you something. Over the past year, we've seen God do some incredible stuff with this ministry. Really, I, I have to say that I stand in awe. Because I'm amazed at how he's brought people together to formulate this team, how our, our audience has dramatically increased, how we're hearing reports of what God is doing, and we want to give all the praise and the glory to him. And he has used you. 
And we want to thank you for your generosity, for your encouragement, for your stories. And we want to honor that generosity and continually work diligently to water your faith, watching in awe as God really is the one to make it grow. Really, that's what that Bible verse is about. Paul planted, Apollos watered, but it's God who makes it grow. Without God, we have absolutely nothing. And we know that without God leading this thing, we have nothing. But we do believe that God is leading us to take even greater steps in the year ahead. In fact, we believe that 2023 is going to be a breakout year for Apollos Watered. And we're taking the next steps prayerfully, but we need your support to help make this happen. Because it's your prayers, your listens, shares, and gifts that allow us to water thirsty souls. You enable us to help people like Corey, people like Afra, and other people like you to have a well-watered life that overflows onto others. So here's what we have in front of us. This November and December, we need to raise an additional $50,000 over and above our regular needs so that we can finish the year strong and start 2023 well. God keeps bringing pieces, people that are sacrificially giving of their time. But we all know that ministry, you need support. You need to be able to live and do this well. And you can help make that a reality. And we are inviting you to be a part of that provision. Your one-time gift of $50 or more will enter you to receive one of 50 books we have available that many of our publishing friends have donated to us to be able to give out to you. And it gets better. Our friends at Tyndale have provided copies of the New Living Translation Illustrated Study Bible. If you haven't seen it, you should. It's absolutely incredible. I've spent a year going through it, and I love it. And your one-time gift of $500 or more gets you a copy. Oh, and here's, here's one more thing. You've probably heard us talk about our missio-holistic approach to faith. You're going to be hearing about it a lot more in the days, weeks, and months to come. And when you sign on to support us monthly, you'll be eligible to participate in an online study with me after the first of the year. Details are coming soon. And thank you again for your generosity. Thanks to our Apollo Swatter team for making this dream a reality. And above all, we give thanks to God because great things he has done. This is Travis Michael Fleming signing off from Apollos Watered. Stay watered, everybody.